As one of America's largest financial services companies, Nationwide makes simplicity a priority so financial professionals can help their clients achieve their retirement goals. Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Welcome to the Bloomberg Surveillance Podcast. I'm Tom Keen, along with Jonathan Farrell and Lisa Abramowitz. Daily, we bring you insight from the best in economics, finance, investment, and international relations. Find Bloomberg Surveillance on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Bloomberg.com, and of course, on the Bloomberg Terminal. It has been, again, a terrific labor report and an inflation report that certainly quieted the gloom and the fear uh, that's out there. Always a time for the White House to message. And this morning, our Lisa Abramowitz in conversation with Brian Deese of the White House. For our audience worldwide on Bloomberg TV and radio, we're now joined by Brian Deese, White House and Director of the National Economic Council. Brian, thank you so much for being with us. So you obviously have worked very hard to get oil prices down with the Strategic Petroleum Reserve release, and that was one of the big components bringing down some of the inflation here. How far are you willing to go? Is there more to do to bring gas prices down, or is this an area, is this a level that you're content with? Well, look, this was a, a positive inflation report that we received this morning, uh, 0% month-over-month growth on headline, and uh, a, the core inflation, uh, excluding energy and food, also moderated down to 0.3% month-over-month. One big driver, as you note, was the decline in gas prices that we've seen over the last two months, now down about a dollar uh, over, uh, over its highs. And if you look at where uh, the market is today in futures pricing, we would expect that to uh, continue to come down. Energy markets, as you say, has been a key focus for us and will continue to be. Uh, and we would expect where the market is today to continue to see that moderation. But I think importantly, you saw in the July print moderation in other areas as well. Apparel down, airfares down, uh, automotive uh, used vehicles down slightly. So we're starting to see, at least in this report, some signs of deceleration in prices, even as uh, there, are, there are price increases elsewhere in the economy. So we never over-index too hard on one month of data, uh, but certainly this is a positive signal and, of course, comes aside the report that we got last week on 528,000 jobs added in July as well. Talking about jobs, real wages are still deeply negative, and even though they're less negative than they were in the prior month, still negative 3.6%, a historic figure. How much do you want to see the employee have pricing power at a time when so many people are worried about a wage spiral? 
Well, we did see uh, real wage growth month over month this month. Uh, I think you have to step back and, and answer that question in the broader perspective. Uh, we have seen one of the strongest labor market recoveries ever uh, in American history, and we're seeing that labor market strength continue. That means that with jobs plentiful, people have opportunities to move into better paying jobs uh, and better paying opportunities. That's a positive thing uh, for the American economy. And what we're trying to do here is to take the steps that we need to take to bring prices down without giving up all of those labor market gains. That's absolutely our objective. And over the longer term, we think that we are well on our way to moving toward uh, an economy that actually works better for typical working people and where they do have more job opportunities and more leverage in the workplace. Uh, we think that's a positive thing. And we can get to that kind of sustainable wage growth, sustainable job growth, uh, through this transition. So we have to make the right policy choices. Uh, and obviously there are serious global uncertainties, but I think that the data points that we're seeing at least are hopeful data points that we're moving in that direction. But Brian, even the Federal Reserve has cited wage growth as a possible negative when it comes to combating inflation. And we've seen this as especially uh, Fed officials say that even they would like to see, not like to see, but that they need to see the unemployment rate uh, increase and the labor market tighten significantly, taking away power from the employees. How do you deal with that, given that your view very much is trying to give people a living wage and bring up the individual employee. Look, we're living through an unprecedented moment, and so there isn't a an exact historic analog to uh, the moment that we're in. So uh, you have to uh, you have to go back more than 50 years to uh, find a moment where uh, the Fed began a tightening cycle when unemployment was as low as it is, and we've never had a situation with as many job openings uh, in the economy during this cycle. So there are. There are ways in which this transition can ease some of the labor market pressure in a way that doesn't have to uh, mean that working people have to bear the brunt uh, of, that, of that impact. And again, if you step back from a broader perspective, President Biden's view is that we had economic challenges that were putting working families in a negative position long before this pandemic uh, happened, and that we are committed to building the foundations of an economy that will work better for working people going forward, even as we navigate through this transition. So that's why you see on the legislative front, even as we're working to provide some immediate cost relief for families, we're trying to do things like reform the way that prescription drugs uh, are negotiated here in the United States. We haven't done that for decades. If we do that over time, that's gonna provide sustained relief to families. Cool. That's the kind of longer term reform we're working on even as we address immediate challenges. And Brian, you're, you're referring, of course, uh, to the act that was just passed by the Senate now going to the House. How much are you prepared to spend more? Is the Biden administration prepared to spend more if there is, as the market broadly expects, a downturn in the next 12 months? How much is there the willingness to uh, give some fiscal support as people blame some of the fiscal support back uh, last year for the inflationary surge that we're seeing now? Yeah, I think that question misses the core economic challenge that we face right now, which is that what we need to do right now is we need to help bring prices down in a way that sustains the economic progress that we've made. We saw 500, more than 500,000 jobs created uh, last month while uh, the inflation print uh, was zero. We can keep making progress on that front. And the way to do that from a fiscal policy standpoint is exactly what the Inflation Reduction Act does. Bring down costs for prescription drugs, for healthcare, for energy, while reducing the deficit. This is a bill that will actually con contribute to additional deficit reduction which is complementary to what the Fed is trying to do, 
and help us move through this transition in a way where we don't have to give up all of those economic gains. That's the right economic prescription right now. It's why we're working so hard to get it done and in place. And if we do that, we're going to be better positioned to navigate through this transition and get to that period of steady, stable growth than any other country in the world. Brian, has this administration done everything that it can to bring down inflation? Look, I think you see a president and you see administration right now that is using all the tools uh, at its disposal and also working on the most important things. And that's why we really are focused on the Inflation Reduction Act at this point, because there is no more significant step that Congress or the president could take than passing this piece of legislation. It will have historic impacts bring down prescription drug prices, bring down healthcare prices this fall, this fall for millions of Americans, and have a long-term sustainable energy strategy that will reduce prices for, uh, for people and their utility bills. That's the most significant step that we could take, which is why you're seeing the priority put there, even as we are working on supply chains and ports and logistics, as you mentioned, the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and elsewhere. We're doing, we're using all the tools at our disposal, but we're also prioritizing those that will be the biggest dial movers. Brian, I'm sure that you saw this University of Pennsylvania, the Wharton School study that showed that not only would this uh, Inflation Reduction Act not necessarily reduce inflation in the very short run, but it might increase it before bringing it down in uh, 2025 and beyond. How much do you give evidence or rebut that? And if that is the case, how much are you leaning on gasoline prices to really take the lead here as that, as you expect, continues to uh, decline? So uh, I think you know, that study said that the impact would be negligible. Respectfully, uh, we have looked at the, the broad consensus of economists, including those who have not necessarily agreed with us over the last couple of years. Former Treasury secretaries from both political parties have all said this bill will help reduce inflation while also lowering costs for families. We think that that's exactly the economic prescription that we need, and we think that that's the impact that this uh, bill will have. Obviously, gas prices and energy prices are incredibly salient for American consumers, and they hit people in their pocketbooks. So when we bring the price of gas down by a dollar and we keep having some progress in bringing that down, that's a positive thing. But I think as you saw in the July print, what we want to see is more progress in that direction where we're seeing prices moderate across the board. And that's what we saw in this uh, July print. It was, of course, gas prices uh, were doing a lot of work here, but we also saw absolute declines, as I said, in things like airfares uh, and apparel consumer electronics. And so we want to make this, we want to encourage this transition to where price pressures moderate uh, across the economy, but also do things that will make things more affordable for people right now. Because at the end of the day, typical families look at their monthly budget all in. So if we can provide some relief on things like prescription drugs or healthcare premiums, that's going to help them overall. Brian Deese, thank you so much for being with us. Brian Deese, White House Director of the National Economic Council. We appreciate you taking the time. Lisa Bramwitz there with Brian Deese of the White House off of a good, good inflation report. Nobody ever says make it complicated. That is why Nationwide makes simplicity a priority by providing financial professionals with straightforward, client-ready resources. From clear strategies to help clients meet retirement savings and income needs to ways to cover rising health care costs and more. Nationwide simplifies planning so more time can be spent helping clients. Nationwide is on your side. Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Hi, I'm Ron Kraszewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. 
Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Michael Pond, head of global uh, inflation-linked research at Barclays. Pond always diving into the inflation data. Michael, you and I go back to when nobody wanted to talk to you because inflation was boring. Inflation is now less than boring. When do we get back to boring inflation? Well, first of all, Tom, this was a good report. Let's, we, we could stop there, but we're, we're not going to. You know, this is a necessary print for the Fed, uh, but, but it's not sufficient. We need to see a lot more. You can think about this print as, as sort of like the weather. You know, it's better today than it has been over, over the past few days, but it's still summer. There's still a lot of humidity out there. It's, it's not great. Um, so, you know, yeah. it's, it's in the right direction. Uh, but we're certainly not, not there yet. What will be the bond response to this? Michael, you are expert at the analysis across full faith and credit. What is your government bond theme off a better inflation report for America? Well, again, what does it mean for the Fed? And we, what we think it means for the Fed is it makes more likely that our call will be right for the September uh, FOMC hike of, of 50 basis points. If we had gotten another strong reading, even on consensus reading uh, going into it, that increased the chance of 75. So for now, we feel pretty comfortable about our 50 basis point call. That's less than what was priced in. Uh, so it's not surprising that we're seeing a bit of a, a rally here with a bit of a, a steepening in the curve. Michael, how about that bogus mathematics? that Tom Keene was doing, trying to extrapolate out the pace of declines. Can we do that? Is there any linear extrapolation that you're looking at to determine how quickly we go back to a rate that's much more palatable to both consumers as well as officials? Sure. So as, as Mike was saying, the, the details matter. And one of the key details of today's report was that the shelter component, which makes up 40 percent of core, uh, is still rising at a strong rate. Importantly, that tends to trend. So if the, the downside surprise was because of a couple outliers that aren't expected to continue, then that's going to get not give the Fed any complacency here. Uh, they're going to continue to weigh on the, the, the factors within CPI that trend. So the fact that shelter component continues to be strong, you can't just linearly extrapolate uh, today's print into even the August print, which we expect, still expect to be relatively strong. How concerning is it to you, Michael, that the knee-jerk reaction is what we're seeing in equity markets right now, a strong rally, just over, like in one minute, just bam, there you go. People are going full risk on. How much would you fade that versus lean into that on the expectation that, yes, we are seeing a deceleration and, yes, we have been past peak inflation? Well, first of all, it's not surprising. 
you know, these days when, when data comes out, the market's reaction, particularly risk on uh, assets, tend to be um, good news is bad news. We saw that in the employment report uh, on Friday when uh, we got a really good report. And what that did is raise expectations of more Fed hikes, which isn't good for risk on assets. So we, we have a, a report today that leads to a little bit more less hawkish Fed. I won't say dovish. Uh, and, and therefore, it's good for risk assets today. Michael McKee with us as well. Michael Ponda Barclays with us. If you're just joining us on radio and television, it's terrific inflation report, a joy for the White House, no question about that. And markets celebrate up 68 S&P points, 1.7%. NASDAQ up 2.3%, even up more a bit ago. Michael McKee has had a few minutes here to dive further into the report. You were making a joke about uh, spirits at home. <laughs> that's, that's the degree of granularity you can go to. What's another granular item that sticks out? Well, one thing I was interested in was what happened with medical care, because we've just had this new legislation this, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that would be passed. Prescription drugs were up three-tenths of a percent after a one-tenth gain. Uh, that's a fairly high move for prescription drugs. So that's something that could be affected if the administration is able to get something in place uh, to negotiate for Medicare, uh, and if the companies don't raise the price on people who don't get Medicare. Uh, Non-prescription drugs up 1.3%. So if you're taking Tylenol because you had too much of the distilled spirits, Tom, you're, mm -hmm. you're paying more for that. Uh, the uh, recreation uh, component up two tenths. Uh, commodities with uh, declining prices, as we've seen for some time for televisions, video equipment, right. etc. So uh, some of the inflation dynamics that we are used to are coming into play here. If you're just joining us on radio and on television to the Bloomberg world, Michael McKee is with us and Michael Pond as well of Barclays and, of course, Bloomberg after an historic inflation report. Calendar item, Brian Deese in conversation with our Lisa Abramowitz uh, here within uh, the hour. We've seen markets, of course, surge and continue to surge. S&P 500, a 1.7% move. And critically, the VIX comes in a whole stick. We've walked away from 22 to a more constructive market of 20.69. Kaylee? Well, Tom, I'm looking at break-even rates as well, not just nominal yields. On the two-year, we're down 11 basis points on the day, 2.78%. So, Michael Pond, does that seem correct to you that two years out from now, we're realistically going to have inflation that much closer to the Fed's target? Uh, we, we think so. The market is priced for a decent amount of disinflation, and our forecasts actually have even more disinflation, so lower inflation than what the market is priced in. Market's priced for almost 3% inflation, not just next year, uh, but two years from now. The one-year rate implied by uh, break-evens is, is almost at 3%. So the market's not believing that the Fed has yet done enough <clears throat> to bring inflation down anytime soon. Now, if we look further out, say five-year, five-year implied by the market, that is priced uh, more consistent with the Fed's target of 2%. Uh, so the market thinks that over time the Fed will get it right, but it'll take several right, years, right. not just a couple of quarters. Michael Pond, stay with us, please, with Barclays. and Michael McKee with us. Now joining us, we're only doing Michaels today on the Inflation Show. Kaylee <laughs> demanded that. Michael Gapin joins us now, head of U.S. economics at Bank of America Global Research. And this is an incredibly important add-on to our coverage in that B of A has a really cautious call on the equity markets and on the bond space as well. Michael, you have my best chart I've seen in three days, which is the duration 
duration of painful inflation for Americas? Does it really sustain out in the next year and even into 2024? I mean, we think it we think it does in the sense that it'll take a few years for inflation to get back down to the to the Fed's target and and restoring price stability. We we think there'll be stickiness primarily in the area of some of these services prices that, yes, airlines gave us a bit of a, a relief today, but there will likely be some ongoing stickiness on the services side. Obviously, the very good news in this report is what we saw with used cars. We've all been waiting for some of these durable prices to come down. That would be the next shoe to drop uh, after gasoline prices come down. So a lot of good news right. in this report, no, no questions at all, but I think we're looking for some stickiness in services to persist. Michael, let me steal the thunder then from Katie Lyons. She was discussing demand destruction. Do we see demand destruction in this report away from used cars? Not in not in this one particular report. No, we see some relief here, right? So it's, paradoxically, the weaker the rest of the world gets, sometimes it helps out the U.S. And in this case, the decline in energy prices and how quickly that feeds through to, to gasoline prices. And again, if we if this is the first of successive reports where we could see some reversals in durables prices, that's going to help out the U.S. consumer. Well, obviously, Michael, the Fed's goal is to get demand down. They also would like to see financial conditions getting more restrictive. And yet what we see with a more than 2% rally on the NASDAQ 100 futures right now is financial conditions actually getting easier. Is a good news report on the inflation front still a bad news report for the Federal Reserve if that is the outcome? No, I think the, the way that I would look at it is obviously the labor market is, is extremely strong and demand conditions are strong. And uh, as your previous guest, Michael Pond, mentioned, good news there is bad news in terms of what it means for the Fed. The Fed's soft landing outlook is greatly improved if core goods start rolling over, for example. So the softer inflation well, prints are, the more the Fed can accept good news on the other side of the data front. So, you know, they need these types of reports in order to you know, improve the likelihood of soft landing. What's a calendar item on that, Michael McKee? I believe we're in August 10-ish. Uh, we're going to get to September 10-ish. There's going to be another report, right? Uh, I believe it's September 13th. I okay, can but, double but, check that well, very that's quickly. Fine, but, but the point is, if we get two months like this, how does that change the dialogue for Chairman Powell? Does he take a victory lap? Uh, no, he doesn't take a victory lap. He makes sure that everybody knows that the Fed is still focused on this because it's going to take just, just mathematically. And you know, Michael Gapin could probably give you a better uh, off the top of his head hint than, than me. It's going to take a long time to get down to where the Fed will feel comfortable in moving rates. They've said they're going to get to neutral or, or right. above neutral and stay there even as inflation declines. So they're going to have to get right. down to three percent or or so is the is what they're hinting before they do any kind of move. How long does that take? We see an advanced Dow futures now up 433,152 on the Dow. SPX up 71 points and a 2.4% move on NASDAQ 100. Really something. Kaylee? Let's bring Michael Pond back into the conversation as well. Obviously, we've now had a few minutes to digest this report, yet the moves are sticking in the bond market. Can they stick past today? Well, 
we think was clear in this re- report, and it's been our view, that the inflation outlook is now much more balanced than it had been. A few months ago, everything was pointing in the same direction of risk to inflation being to the upside. Whether we look at commodities, shipping costs, the dollar, uh, wage growth, et cetera, they're all in the same exact direction. And now it's a much more balanced outlook. Wages, as Mike Gapin just said, uh, you know, the labor market is very tight, and that's coming through in, in the wage report that we got on Friday and um, average hourly earnings uh, as well. So, you know, but on the flip side, commodities have rolled over. You'd look at copper, palm oil, corn, uh, coffee, cotton, pick any commodity and you, it's likely been, at, you know, off its peak. Shipping costs on a year-over-year basis are down 30%. Uh, so energy's down. So you can go down the list. And it's a much more balanced outlook, and that's some of what we, we got today. But you really need consistency in these reports. Yeah. One report is not all it's going to take. Well, and of course, one report is not all we're getting this week. Michael Gapin, PPI is tomorrow. What's the read-through? I think the read-through there is, you know, ex-energy prices. We're still likely to see, uh, you know, solid underlying price pressures in, in the domestic economy. Uh, so 0.4s, 0.5s, which is kind of where the market is is thinking. Uh, later in the in the week, I, I you know I think w- will be really interesting to see if import prices ex petroleum decline again for the second straight month. That's where our head is around. That's where consensus is. Again, that's a Mike Pond point. We need to see these types of things coming through. We need to see them on more than one report. Getting a, a strong dollar to give us some pass through into import prices in the context of, of lower trade costs would, would be very important. But I, I think we suspect a blend here, uh, strong import or strong underlying price pressures, producer prices, but we could get some more relief on import prices. Michael, what's the number? Michael, I got five Michaels with me today. Nathanson's on deck. It's killer. Kaylee, who did this? I mean, I've never had so many Michaels around me in my life. Michael Gapin of Bank of America what is the single attribute that drives inflation lower from a 9% level? I don't think that there's one. I, this is the point. I, you don't get bad outcomes on inflation like this without a multitude of things happening. So I think we need relief on, on energy and commodity prices. We're getting that. We need payback on core goods prices. Some signs we're getting right. that. And then we need moderation in the domestic economy. I don't think it's one thing. I think we need to have advances on multiple fronts. Tom, if I could add just one more to that, inflation expectations. So the, the Fed in, in June was particularly concerned about a sharp jump in uh, the infl- inflation component, inflation expectation component of the Michigan right. survey. That's back down now, as is the inflation expectations components of the New York Fed survey and break-evens right. as well off their highs. So that's an important factor it, for the Fed in their outlook for inflation. Uh, Right now, Michael Gapin has to leave us at Bank of America. Thank you so much, Michael Gapin, for dropping by today on this historic uh, moment. Nobody ever says, make it complicated. That is why Nationwide makes simplicity a priority by providing financial professionals with straightforward, client-ready resources. From clear strategies to help clients meet retirement savings and income needs to ways to cover rising health care costs and more, Nationwide simplifies planning so more time can be spent helping clients. Nationwide is on your side. Nationwide Investment Services Corporation, member FINRA, Columbus, Ohio. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing entrepreneurial advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. 
Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So, there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Dropping in briefly, too briefly, Kathy Jones joins us, Chief Fixed Income Strategist at Charles Schwab. Kathy, good news. Do I buy bonds, bills, and notes? <laughs> well, I think this, uh, this is, as uh, all your previous speakers have been saying, is it's a first step. It's certainly not conclusive that we've got, you know, peak inflation behind us. But, uh, yes, I, you know, all along we have thought that as long as the Fed is determined to get inflation down, then um, the, you know, yield curve will invert. They will tighten until that happens. And ultimately that is good news for the bond market. On that curve inversion, obviously it is less so now after the report, Mm -hmm. Kathy, negative 42 basis points. Have we already seen the depths if this is the trend? You know, if we get some more good prints like this uh, and some uh, easing up in the labor market data, I would say that maybe that was it. You know, historically, it's been hard to go below 40 or 50 basis points on two tens. So uh, we, we did it in the early 80s, but we haven't really done it since. So my, my <laughs> guess is that that could be the low if we are in a, in a place where, you know, um, where we start to see these trend in the right direction. Kathy, to move it to Fed policy, Michael McKee has had to leave here as he gets ready for his continuing coverage for the morning of this huge news. And I do want to emphasize, folks, we've still got a bid to the market. We're not down to a 19 VIX, but we're getting there rapidly, 20.58 on the VIX. Kathy, is today a sea change for the analysis of this Fed? Is today a profound day or another day along the path? Well, I guess we'll only know that, you know, a couple of months from here. Uh, But I I think it could be, it's a huge sigh of relief for the Fed. It gives them some breathing room. And it could be, it could mark a turning point. We just need to see more confirmation of that, where where we start to see the numbers ebb a bit consistently. And then uh, then the Fed can say, yeah, that this was the, the turning point. But Kathy, a turning point in the pace of rate hikes or a turning point in terms of the ultimate destination? Oh, the pace, uh, more than the destination. Now, the destination's been up for grabs anyway. Um, I think there's been a wide disagreement uh, among economists, uh, among the Fed members, and in the market as to where the ultimate destination is. And we still don't know, but um, the pace could ease up a bit, which would be good news. Kathy Jones, thank you so much. Greatly appreciated. Two short notice here, and we'll have much more with her in the coming days. She is at... Charles Schwab as well. This is the Bloomberg Surveillance Podcast. Thanks for listening. Join us live weekdays from 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern on Bloomberg Radio and on Bloomberg Television each day from 6 to 9 a.m. for insight from the best in economics, finance, investment, and international relations. 
and subscribe to the Surveillance Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Bloomberg.com, and of course, on The Terminal. I'm Tom Keen, and this is Bloomberg. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.